Jeremiah 29, the first verse, and the fourth through seventh, bring us this word from God. These are the words of the letter. <clears throat> Excuse me. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah. I'm going to need to look at the text. I'm sorry. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare... You will find your welfare. And then from Luke, starting at the 11th, the the 17th chapter, starting at the 11th verse, comes a story about 10 lepers. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go now and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked them. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not ten made clean? But where are the other nine? Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this is a good story, right? Somebody heals you, you say thank you. It's the way it's supposed to be. I'm done. That might be the shortest sermon in all of history. Oh, wait, but there's more. There is an inference in this story that it is the saying thank you that makes the man healed. The the ten are on their way to visit the synagogue, to see the priest, to have it stamped and confirmed that they are really healed because otherwise they can't interact with the community. They're left to be alone and to be 
lepers by themselves in their own little colony of ten. They're on their way, and they realize that they're healed. And one goes back. And the one that goes back to say thank you and to praise God is the one to whom Jesus says, your faith has healed you. What about those guys? Is their healing somehow taken away? Theologians in the Middle Ages, when they were debating things like how many angels could dance on the head of a pin, liked to debate this. Did they somehow lose their healing for not being grateful? Well, that's a presumption, but there's nothing in the text that says that actually happens. The text says that the man goes to Jesus prostrates himself and praises God for the fact that he is healed. And Jesus is harsh. The only one that comes to me is a foreigner, a Samaritan. Yuck. Don't any of you all that have good manners... No to come to me, we have to rely on a Samaritan. Yuck. It's interesting, isn't it? We do this. We give somebody a gift and they don't say thank you. Or they just go, hmm. And we don't think it's the proper thank you. Well, you're never getting nothing from me again. I worked for a church once that if they gave money to an organization and they didn't get the right kind of handwritten note back from the organization, they'd never give them another dollar. I know people who won't, for example, work at the local food pantry because they don't think the people are grateful enough or... They have their hair done, and they have fancy nails, and they have purses that are Birkin bags. They're not. They're fake. But they're not really in need. But we don't know their circumstance. Maybe somebody gifted them nail treatment. Maybe it's the one thing they do to spend on themselves when they have their ten children at home and they need to feel good. See, here's the thing. Jesus actually literally states his disappointment that the only one of the nine that comes back is a Samaritan, is a foreigner. Yuck! But he still says to him, your faith has made you well. We don't get to choose the kind of thank you that people give to us when we show them mercy. 
we just get to show mercy. Jesus healed these ten like that. Do you think he could not, he could have taken back that healing just like that? Of course he could. Jesus can do whatever he wants to. That's not who Jesus is because Jesus represents God on earth. So Jesus shows mercy mercilessly to us all, including those ten. The thing Jesus was not upset about in this text is that only one came back. The thing he was upset about was the one that came back wasn't the one he thought he was going to be. But we don't get to choose how they say thank you. We get to choose how we extend mercy. And if we are to be like Christ, and if we are to be like God, then we should be extending mercy all the time. Jesus is getting ready to go to Jerusalem, to go to the cross, to show us never-ending mercy. Mercy like we have never seen and will never understand. How somebody says thank you? It's a pittance in comparison. Our job is to be like Jesus. Show kindness and mercy to all of those around us. Regardless of how they respond. (laughs) Thanks be to God. Amen.